welcome to the next and newest episode of the Gun Dog Notebook. This is your host, Darrell Smith, coming out of Atlanta, Georgia, and I'm looking forward to talking to you guys about bird dogs, friends, and the experiences and histories made in the field, sharing the love and passion for the things bird hunting and gun dogs. I'd like to thank my previous, current, and future guests, including Mackamo Kennels and Dog Beds, Field Dog Imagery, and a host of others for providing the audio and social media content partnerships used to make this podcast what it is. Stay tuned, you guys. This is the Gun Dog Notebook. Okay, guys, 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 welcome back to the Gun Dog Notebook Podcast. This episode right here, we have Mr. The One and Only Hunter Morton from All In Kennels. How are you, brother? Yeah, how are you? Man, I'm dope. Like like we were just talking about, a little tired from this run, but... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> oh, yeah. I heard I'm, that. I heard that. Man, I'm ready to get you on. Um, so first of all, how I even found out about you for any for my listeners and stuff. Um you are good friends with Richard Mumpower, who I had on my podcast in episode three. So uh, and and he's gonna call me as soon as he hears it. Um, but yeah. I wanna definitely start the podcast out by saying, of course, my thank yous to Richard and everything because what I'm seeing from you, Hunter, is what I'm hoping will continue as far as generationally. You know, like we're going to be the guys that follow up off the next generation. And me and Richard talk about this all the time. And I mean, he had nothing but, but you know, positivity and, and, and high praises for you, brother. Yeah, man, Richard, he's helped me out a whole bunch. I probably wouldn't be here, wouldn't be in the system I am right now without his help, for sure. <laughs> well, so, uh, yeah, no, I, I owe a lot to him for sure. Well, we, uh, I, I, I do too. Trust me. <laughs> so, but, um, so, you know, I, I, I wanted to reach out because you have, um, a, two German short hairs now, right? I have three now. Three. So I got one from the litter with, uh, Thelma and Cooper. That's right. That's right. That's right. That's right. You have three. Mm-hmm. I was missing one. Um, and, you know, that's such an interesting breed. Um, there's all kinds of discussion about German short hairs, but, you know, I always call Labradors the, the, the Swiss army knife of, uh, of, of gun dogs. And I would like to say that German short hairs are likely, um, I'm sure a lot of people might agree with me, but the Swiss army knife of, uh, bird dogs. For sure. For sure. Yeah. So, no, they're, they're a great breed for sure. Yeah. Well, let's 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 talk about that, man. So how did you even get into like what got you started, man? So my uh, my dad, he he just retired this past January, but um, he used to work for the Department of Natural Resources. Mm-hmm. And uh, so since I was young, I've been in the woods doing what have you, whether it's some kind of bear survey or trapping uh, geese, you know, what whatever it is. Uh, so I just I just love the outdoors from, from since I was very young and. Um, I, I was deer hunting, went deer hunting a lot, turkey hunting, all those kind of things. And uh, so when I was when I was first, you know, when I was first born, my first dog was a working spaniel. Okay. He got real close, so we, I didn't. We didn't really do any, do any hunting with dogs, so he was kind of just a, just a pet and everything. And but um, you know, we did all kinds of things together, and it was just fun to be, fun to have a dog around the house and and uh, that kind of thing. So you know, as, as 
probably every little boy, I always wanted another dog. So I asked for a dog every time I could, whether it was Christmas, birthday, whatever. Right. And, uh, and so we, you know, my, my dad, he would say, yeah, we'll get a dog, but we, we had three at the time. So he was like, you can't have any more dogs right now. But, uh, <laughs> but we kept doing that for a little while and got to college and, um, then my girlfriend right now, Hope, and, uh, we, we started, you know, getting serious and, um, so, you know, we want to get a good dog just to have something that, you know, of ours and, um, uh, kind of be able to take them outside to whenever we go hunting or in the woods or something like that. And so we started researching different breeds and, um, we were going, we were going to get a Boykin Spaniel. Okay. And, uh, looking at, we're looking at Boykin Spaniels and we're like, that's some of the dogs that we're going to have. You know, they're the South Carolina dog, state dog and everything. So that's what we we're going to get and go from there. And, um, so she actually keeps her horse. Um, down here, but she keeps it at a, a lady's house, and the lady has a German store here. Okay. So every time we go out there, you know, that he'd be running around and jumping and just energetic, you know? Mm-hmm. And, um, man, I, I like that in dogs. Just have something that's in, in shape and wants to get out there and get after it. And, and uh, so she said, uh, she said she had wanted a, a, a GSP for a good little while. So we started looking at those breeds. They were trying to, to figure out between a Boyka Spaniel or GSP and uh, eventually, we just just decided on the, on the GSP, and of course, that led to um, figure out what, what kennel we wanted to get it from. And at the time, you know, I, we didn't know. I mean, I, you know, we knew about pedigrees and stuff like that, but I really just wanted I wanted a dog to to trail wounded deer after you know we shoot it in, during both season or whatever uh, when it gets tough to track them down in the woods, something that'll you know have a much better smell, you know, nose than we do or eyes than we do, something that can can help. Out a little bit in the woods, and that's what we're looking for. Um, so we researched and looked and looked, and uh, she being a being a college kid, you're you're like, man, these dogs cost a thousand dollars. I'm not right. afford that. Uh, right. So we we looked and looked and looked, and it was a thousand here, twelve hundred here. And I remember texting my dad, it says, is a thousand dollars too much to spend on a dog in college? And he was like, mm, yeah, I think it is just a little bit. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so he kept looking at me, like, man, I, I really want one of these dogs. And uh, it was actually kind of, so I, I found one, and I, me being the person that I am, uh, we found found a, a kennel, and, uh, you know, everything sounded, sounded good, but then something kind of sounded a little fishy with it. And so, but anyways, we ended up, we ended up uh, finding, the, finding the kennel, and the dog ended up being a scam. So, I think we lost like a, a hundred and fifty or something like that dollars that we had we had sent already and uh, wow. we figured out before we, before we sent the rest of the money that it was a scam and everything. So I was just disappointed because I mean I I had picked the dog out and figured out you know when you when you finally find that dog that you want you get all these other things planned out and whatnot. And, oh, for sure, I'm doing that right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, so I was all disappointed and, and messed up for for a little while and and so. Uh, I remember we were, we were, me and Hope, we were going, we had a class together because we had the same uh, major in, in, uh, in undergrad. We were going what? to a special Say that again? I was going to say, what major is that? Uh, agriculture education. Okay. Cool. Um, so our major is set for us to teach uh, agricultural studies in, in high schools for, for 9th and 12th graders. Nice. Um, yeah, so we actually just finished that in May and uh, got our certification to teach and everything like that. So. Congrats. Uh, well, welcome to the dark side, brother. <laughs> yeah, we, we appreciate it. We appreciate it. You know, we're, we're, we're excited about it for sure. It was a good time. Cool. Um, 
but yeah, so we were going to going to a class, and she said, I think I found found some dogs, and I was like, ah, you know, I don't know if I'm ready to start looking again because you know I was just boned about it. And uh, she said, well, I think we found some dogs, so we so I'm in class, you know, teachers teachers teaching, and I'm just looking at bird dogs, and I'm like, man, this is a pretty good deal. And um, I think there there was a kennel. The kennel's name is Cahaba Kennels, and the dogs were like six hundred dollars, and so in class, I text the lady, and, and uh, she takes me right back, and um, her name is Miss Lita Litton, and uh, we started talking, and then hit it off from the get-go, and I ended up basically sending my deposit later that day, and I had, like, the first pick of the litter. Nice. Um, oh, that, that's awesome. So, I mean, we, so we battled on which dog we wanted, and finally finally picked out the one we wanted, and um, and throughout, throughout the time that we were, you know, waiting to go pick them up and everything. We were just always talking to the Lintons um, and everything. And finally we were able to, to make it up there and, and pick up uh, Cooper. Um, so picked him up and met, met Gene and, and his wife, Alita. And they're super nice people. I mean, they're, they're uh, you know, we couldn't, we couldn't hooked up with any better people uh, to get our first bird dog from. And they're just super nice, super awesome people. Um, so we picked them up and that's kind of how we got started. And, and from there we, we uh we just kind of hit it off. We we took Cooper to different um you know took him out to get him you know introduced him to the shot and things like that and took him in the woods took him squirrel hunting around that time of the year and uh I actually had him trail his first deer up by the time he was three months old so uh super smart dog for sure and he's he's definitely a, a good one to start with. Wow, dope, dope. Okay, well. I mean that that story alone, you know, is enough to to convince me, man. And it's just a good story of trial and tribulation, and, and just figuring it out because um, your story is actually uh, very, very, very similar to mine. You know, in terms yep. of looking for the dog, and you get let down a little bit, and and but I think that that makes you stronger as a trainer because once you get that dog you got the drive and the will to oh yeah know. definitely oh man so <laughs> I, sure. I i sure. i just i i love the fact that you despite you know any of that you know kind of let down you didn't let that deter you and also man you did the research man don't be like me i didn't do uh jack squat for research <laughs> in the beginning and messed up my first uh what I thought was going to be a hunting dog got the wrong dog uh-huh. and ended up later getting my lab now. Uh, yeah. 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 So dude, I mean, you guys, uh, you know, definitely did it right. Ruger chill out. He over there hooping and hollering. <laughs> <laughs> so let's, um, w- when we were talking, man, you were talking about your training area and a lot of hunters talk about knocking on doors and getting permission, but you know, a lot of the time something that seems kind of unrealistic in 2018, but you made that happen. So let's talk about a little bit how you got access to train on the property that you do. Yeah. So, um, so I mean, just like any college kid, I was been in apartments for the last three, basically three years. Mm-hmm. Um, so finally I just graduated and, um, one, it's a different, different area and one to kind of move to a little bit, something a little more permanent. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's actually a, a, a older older gentleman that he's in our hunting club with me, my father, and a couple other a couple other guys. And uh, so I've known him since I was uh, super young. He's known him since I was born. Um, and so he he owns he owns the house that he had for his mother. And 
couple people had read it before, and the, the, the lady that had just written it, she was she, she had just moved. Um, so we started renting the house from him. Probably in the middle of June, I started renting the house, and um, there's a field right next to it. It, it was it was it had stuff in there as, as high as your waist, and I mean it, you could hardly walk in there. Mm. And uh, and the field is actually probably. I mean, you can see the field from the high school that I, went, that I went to school at when I was in high school. Wow. Um, so I knew that it had been for sale for a long time, and that there just had been no hits on it, I guess. And um, so I, you know, I, I'm, I'm one of the people that I, you know, if I don't know, it's okay that I'm not going to train on that, train on the on the ground. So we had been there for probably, uh, I'd probably say two or three weeks, and uh, we were still kind of going different places to, to train and everything like that, and. Finally, one day I came home and um, there was a guy cutting the grass outside of the outside. Of, there's, a, there's, a, there's another house right below the house that I'm um, staying in, and uh, the, the the people that own the house and the land actually live in New York. Hmm. And so um, the the house there's no one living in it, and in that house. And so somebody was just cutting the grass one day, so I so I pulled up to him and I said, "Hey, you know, how are you?" And you know, we talked for a minute, and I said. Um, you know, I, I have a couple of bird dogs, and we were talking. I said, "Do you do you mind if we use that field over there?" And uh, he said, "He said not at all." He said, you know, we we actually had somebody a couple of years back using that field. Have you ever heard of uh, top line retrievers in, in South Carolina? No, tell me about them. So top line retrievers, he's it's a it's a trainer in um, I guess he's in Green Great not Great Court, uh, kind of kind of a little further from Greenville, probably maybe thirty minutes from Greenville, I think uh-huh. in the West. Um, but the owner there, his name is Colby Williams, and he came from Clemson. So I, he, he does labs. Yeah. Um, he's a really good trainer. He's, I've been keeping up with him a little bit, but he used to live in that house uh, and train his labs in that in that field, I'm guessing. Nice. And, um, so uh, he said, yeah, I think a, a guy used to stay, he used to train, train his dogs over there too, so yeah, it shouldn't be a problem or anything like that. So I was like, all right, sweet. Um, so, man, for like the next month, uh, we trained in that field, and you know, trudging through that tall grass and everything, and it wasn't the most ideal conditions, but you know, it was. You could walk out the walk out the door and get everything ready, put the dogs on a stakeout chain, and you, know, you could just hit the hit the field right there. So I mean, it was so much easier and so much better than what we than what we were doing. Um, you know, traveling an hour to, to to go train and then having to drive an hour back and everything. It was I mean, it just it saved us so much time and so much hassle. Um, and then the and then the gentleman that owns the house that we're, I'm renting um, over over the Fourth of July weekend, he mowed it. So I we I talked to him about kind of how I like like to set up for a hunt test kind of feel. And yeah. um, so while we were gone to to Georgia over the Fourth of July weekend, he mowed it in the in the practice for us. And um, so now I mean it's it's like walking. Yeah, we have probably I'd say it's about ten acres. Um, that are that are in square chunks um, with uh, with um, you know you got the rows through it and, mm-hmm. you know, and then you got the box and everything about probably I'd say about 15 yards wide and about 10 yards long. Uh, so I mean it's super great to train in. Yeah, uh, and it, it's been so helpful. I mean you know training any, any dog is all about the repetitions. Um, mm-hmm. So if you know if you're if you're working that dog once every three weeks. Um, then you know they 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 could forget something or mm-hmm. you know fall off in training and the time that they may have fell off you couldn't catch it because you didn't train that that time so right but yeah 
able to train every, every day is 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 so Tell you what the dog they just I mean they they've grown so much experience this this summer. Um and it's unbelievable. Last I was hoping to be able to train this much last summer and just didn't get it worked out with um I took a couple of summer classes. I actually took four summer classes uh last summer. Wow. Uh yeah, so I didn't get to train as much as I wanted to so this summer. I was like, you know, we're gonna train, we're gonna uh get them ready for these these hunt tests and field trials come over in the fall and um, we'll be able to hit it right out the gate come come October and then testing time. So yeah, I mean we just we just talk uh talk to the guys that own the land and um from there we just we've been able to use it and um they want a, a, a pretty good amount of money to buy it. So we probably won't be able to buy it. <laughs> yeah. Well for the time know, we're there we can use it. Hey look, I'm here for it. I mean you pretty much have the ideal situation, especially for somebody who like you that just and, and like myself that just pretty much got into the bird dog thing head first. I mean, the way that you did it, I mean, you just had the roadmap, man. It's, oh, it's, it, it, it's laid it's out been, for you. Yeah, it's been super nice. I mean, it's one of the things where it's uh, you know, we I started I think I think it's actually called later in the podcast, but um I we got Cooper, I was living in an apartment and, and let me tell you, a GSP is not exercise in an apartment can be chaos. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I believe. Uh, Trust me, I believe. So, oh yeah. So I mean, you know, there was, you know, when I was those those couple of years that we first got him. I mean, we were, you know, we were running all the time. And we would, you know, I'd wake up before class started and we'd run around the run around the apartment complex and um, then put him up in the kennel and go to class and come back around lunchtime and. Run again, and then once I once I was done with class, at the end of the day, we'd go out to we have a we have um, W Mays down here wildlife, wildlife manage, management area. Mm-hmm. Um, when I get home, we I load them up in the truck, and we go to go down here to to Fence Grove, and he just run, and I just walk walk behind him, and um, so 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 coming from there to now being able to you know wake up in the morning. If I, you know, if we training dogs, then run in the field and, and, and find the birds. If not, just let them run and get some energy out and do some other kind of training um, uh, during the day. So it's been, I mean, it's, it had, it's, it's definitely one of those things where I, it's been a lot of hard work, but it's finally some of the things are, you know, luck and uh, we're, we're blessed with being able to have a situation that we're in right now. And it's, it's nice. We're, we're, we're thankful for it. Hey man, that that's that is a blessing, man. And it's going to I mean the work that you're putting in now and the work that I can see um on your social media, your websites, man, it's just gonna get bigger, brother. Like it's it's going to get bigger, it's gonna get better. Um and I wanna continue um you know, just supporting you in that initiative, whatever it is that I can do. So, I mean, you know, in, in addition to coming out to visit and, and getting to know you on you know, better and stuff because it's going to take a community, but, you know, on an individual level, um, you know, even listening to your story, you inspire me. I don't I, I I don't think that I get up enough to train my own dog. And I, I do a lot, but I mean, yeah, yeah. You, you are my rabbit hunter. <laughs> Dude, no, I'm just I'm just trying to make it out here. Hey, man, um, that's what we all trying to do now. <laughs> I was talking to a good friend of mine. Last night, uh, his name is Michael Wink. He, he's, he's actually the one that got us started in on any kind of bird hunting, uh, bird training, and anything like that. We, when Cooper was young, we went out with, with his dog because uh, he lives 
about 20 minutes from, from where we are. And we got there in Cuba, Cuba Point, his first bird, when we were working with him and stuff like that. So, uh, but I was working, I was talking to him last night, and, and uh, uh, we were just talking about, you know, it's, it's one of those things where you know it's got to, it's, it's, it's going to take, take, some, take some time to really take off and get to the point that you can get it to. Mm-hmm. Um, but you got to be, be willing to stick in there and then and, and go through the, you know, early stages of it in order to get to that, you know, prominent and, and, and premier stage. So right. uh, it, it's definitely coming off to a good start so far. Well, I, like I said, I, I think you made the roadmap, man, and, and you're making it your own way. You guys are figuring it out, and it's always good to have that support from your lady as well, because I, I know oh, I yeah. can say that. You know, I say it in every damn podcast that I got, but Lord, my lady kept me in, you know, keep my head in the game and keeps me motivated to, you know, continue doing this. So, you know, and, and I got I want to get hope on there, too. Me and Rich were talking about doing a, uh, like, a big joint podcast with you, Hope, and uh he and I, so we got we got to get you guys on there, man. Um, okay, so uh, can, you, can, can you hear me? Can you hear me? My thing went out. Yeah, I hear you. Okay, cool. So let me let's let's talk a bit about uh, Kaba Kennels, and you know just yeah, how yeah. that experience was. Where is it located? Just give me the whole spiel on that. So it's located in, in Helena, Alabama. Um, it's actually it's kind of finding the, the Clemson football coach Dabo Sweeney. He's from Pelham, Alabama, and it's probably twenty minutes from there. Or so nice. Um, so, so first off, you know, me obviously me and Hope are big Clemson fans because we went to Clemson, and uh, Gene and Bleeder are big Alabama fans because they went to Alabama. So when we first went up there, was the uh, it was right after I think it was right after no yeah they they had they had won it the year before. They won that championship the year before we came up to get, to get Cooper, mm-hmm. and uh, so we were up there talking. You know, when we first met him, I said, "I said, okay, now I said, look, we let y'all have the first one. So this coming up season, you know, if we see y'all again, we don't want no problems. Just let y'all. Let, you know, <laughs> this is our year, and uh, so it's you know they're, they're great people. Um, but yeah, so we so we've been up there a couple times. We uh, we we when I first got Cooper. During, I mean, it was almost like everything that we did when he pointed his first bird, when he had his first retrieve. We we let them, we you know, we we texted them pictures and videos and and all kind of things. And once we um we went to the AKC hunt test and got his junior hunter and uh, super, you know, we we were super enthused and, and ready to go after that. But you kind of hit that point in the when you're when you're first learning how to train a bird dog, you hit that point to where. You know, you, you start off and you're basically running on the dog's instinct, um, and then you get to a point where you actually have to train that dog. Yeah. Um, we had hit that part, and I was like, I have no clue how to even begin to steady up for a dog. I don't know <laughs> what that means. Um, so you know, I'm I'm looking at things, and I'm sure a lot of people can relate when you when you when you look at a video or read a book or hear somebody talk. It's 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 good information to have, mm-hmm. but Hearing and, and seeing is two totally different things. Right. And um, I, mean, I was reading things and kind of looking at videos, and I got a general idea of how to do it. Um, but I was also doing a bunch of stupid things. I mean, I I had bought a launcher and um, I tried to make it work the way the way you know where the dog smelled the point and bit the bird flush and end up basically. Uh, I think Cooper's first time using the launcher. I think I blew it up in his face. 
that's like mortal sin of, of you know bird dog training never let you know let it blow up so, i mean obviously it was it was terrible oh god no and, uh, oh it was bad i mean it was, it was bad uh i you know, I, I had taught him how to sit when he was younger so if he got if he got any kind of pressure on him in the field he would sit down and uh so i mean it was just i was just getting frustrated with everything you know and i was i knew that in order to train i, I couldn't get frustrated especially out in the field mm-hmm. and so um, I'm really big on, on, on networking. And I always, I always try to focus back on, you know, if someone that I know can do it better, then why do I need to screw up over here where I can call them or ask them, Hey, what can I do to make myself better? Absolutely. And, uh, so Gene, he trained under Ronnie Smith. He did the, uh, their princess program. I guess you would call it uh, for three months under Ronnie Smith and back up in big Calvin, Oklahoma. Um, and at the time, I actually really, did, really didn't know that. I didn't even really know who Ronnie Smith was. Mm-hmm. And, uh, so I, but I knew Gene trained off. So I so I called him up one day. And I said, hey, I said, uh, if, you, if you guys don't mind, I'd love to come up there and spend a few days with you so you can show me some things and kind of get me on the right path. And they're like, yeah, for sure. So we, we, we set up some dates. And at that same time, they said there was, a, there was another guy that trained with Gene in Oklahoma who's building a kennel in, in Great Court, South Carolina, which is like an hour from me. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was like, oh, that's awesome. So so while we were actually driving up to Alabama, um, I had I, the name of the kennel is Pet Commander Kennels, and I was messaging them um, just seeing if we, if we could come out to them after we went to Alabama. Um, so we went and spent, spent a couple, couple of days with, with Gene and Valida up there, and I mean, it, it couldn't have been any any better than than it was. I mean, they showed us so many things, um, put us on the right path, put Cooper on the right path. Um, we, we were able to spend some time with them just to fellowship and, and get to know one one another a little better. And Gene is the general manager of Kaba um, Outfitters, um, so we were able to go out there and use their um, training grounds and see their see their lodge. And I mean, it was just. It was all because I mean, you know, being in college and, and now here in the South, you don't see too much of that. Right. And so uh, I was able to go up there and see all that, and it was just, it was awesome. Um, and uh, so we we did all that, and, and that was actually the first time I ever used uh, Delmar Smith Warner League. Yo, and, uh, hold on, let, let me stop you right there. Is that not the one of the most essential things you can have as a handler? Oh yeah, I think I have. Two or three now. Yeah, uh, it, it, I don't, <laughs> without it, honestly, I have one in in the truck and, and like two at home. Dude, um, I, I oh, got yeah. one you, that I keep on. Yep. You just got, I mean, it, 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 they're they're awesome, honestly. Yep. Yeah, I, I'm sorry. I, I had to interrupt you on that, man. No, that no, was a, a very shameless yeah. plug. <laughs> oh yeah, she man. We um, I remember the first time we were up there. Gene Gene pointed out. He said, "Do you have one of these?" I said, "I don't even know what that is." Right. <laughs> He's like, it's the one that you need to get one of these. And he, uh, he said, I'm going to teach you how to heal Cooper. I was like, mm, all right. I was like, because I, you know, I had obviously tried to, tried to train heal before. And I was like, it was one of those things where Cooper would stay up the side for about two seconds. And by the time I could get the word to heal out of my mouth, he was taken off somewhere. You know? Gone. Yep. God, he could just be gone. You know, so I'm like, yeah, if you want to try it, go ahead. Right. And uh, he put a thing around Cooper's neck. And uh, did a couple of turns with him there thing, and it was like Cooper just just a, a, a switch flipped in his head. He was like, "All right, this is what I'm supposed to do." Hey, he's done it forever. 
that, that wonder lead man that thing there rich awesome. told me about it and it's yo awesome. <laughs> that thing would get a dog right in two seconds mm-hmm. yes that, that's actually what i use um so going into the field obviously german short hairs have a lot of energy mm-hmm. and you want them to be able to to key that energy to the field so if you got to you know if you get a and a really prey-driven dog or a dog that's had a bunch of energy to want to get out there, which is great, you got to be able to focus them. And um, I'll tell you, another, tell you about a, a gentleman um, named Jonathan Walker here in a minute, but he always told me that if you get a, if you get a dog out of the truck and his mind isn't on birds, as soon as he hits the ground, then you waste like 30 to an hour to an hour um, of hunting time because they're just, right. just playing around. Right. Um, so what we started doing is, um, basically, when the dog comes out of the kennel, we put the put the wonder lead on them. We take them to the check out, you know, heal them to the to the stakeout chain, and then um, right before we go to let them go in the field, we put the put the put it back on them, heal them around a little bit, mm-hmm. to the end of the field. We roll them, and that just gets your mind right, you know. Right, get them focused. Right. What about the day? So he showed me so much. I mean, I I can't. I really can't. Uh, explain how much I didn't know. And after just those couple of short days, um, I had really kind of gotten, gotten a little bit of a grasp for it. I mean, it's, I still wasn't, it still wasn't good, but I was on the right path. And, um, but yeah, they're, I mean, they have a, they have a six, uh, a six bay kennel. Um, super nice. It has a, have an air and out yard. Um, I mean, just, just an awesome facility. Um, I think he, when we, we went up there, this, I guess about a couple of weeks ago, and um, he had five or six client dogs he was training, and he has uh, six or seven personal dogs, and mm-hmm. um, they all look great. I mean, they, he's, he's definitely one of the people that we we try to look up to and and mimic a lot of things that he does because I mean he does he does a lot of things that that are impressive, um, and that's what we kind of want to do. That's kind of we want to be able to take a dog out there and have it impress people and and show off. So. We're trying to take some notes from his book, and and uh, you know we need to spend three months with Ronnie Smith, so we're definitely never going to be, uh, you know, that experience right off the get go. Right. Um, but you know, just being able to learn from him and um, and and everybody uh, has been super helpful for us. Right, and I mean, I mean, just getting those personal experiences, man, and just. Dude, it's always six degrees of separation between people, man. I mean, you know, if you can link up, like you said, if you can link up with somebody that knows more, why not? You know, right. we can't always all get out there, you know, Ronnie and Delmar Smith's, you know, training things as much as I, I'm sure anybody that listens to this podcast would love to. Sometimes it's not always feasible, but there's likely somebody mm-hmm in the gun dog community, because it's really not that large. If you think about it, um, there's likely somebody that has been connected to one of these top tier trainers. And, you know, one thing that I've, I've learned is you can actually read too much. You know, it, mm-hmm. it, I, I think you can actually read too much information on training. And instead of reading you know, I would encourage anybody to to get out there and train. There's nothing like being in the field with your feet on the ground and that dog pumped up, ready to go. Oh yeah, you got to mess up in order to get better. You got and to. You got to have a couple of dogs. I mean, it's it's one of those things where you know when we shoot out, 
when we first started out, like, man, there's nothing to this training the bird dog. And I was saying that purely off of Cooper's instincts because he was just, I mean, his prey drive was out of this world. I mean, he would, when he was four months old, he was clearing a hundred yard field, no problem, you know? And, uh, so it was one of the things where I, you know, we put birds out and you get ready for a junior hunter. We just put birds out and he'd go point it and, uh, like, sure, have a, a master hunter in no time. Yeah. And, uh, then I got to reading around what the master hunters have to do. I was like, I don't know. I'm going to have a master hunter. <laughs> and, uh, but, you know, it's all about, it's all about just being able to, you know, if you can, if you can do it in person and, and, and figure out, okay, well, I did this and now because of that, this is what's happening. You know, it helps you out a whole lot better than when you read a book and, or even when you, when you watch a video, because uh, the, the, the problem that I found with watching videos is that, that most videos don't show you the beginning process. Right. Uh, you show you that dog that's been on the table for two weeks or show you that, that dog has been um, whole training for, you know, it's, it, so they get you where they get you to show you what your dog should look like once it's done. But you're like, man, I don't know if I'm doing this right because if his dog's acting like that, you know, already, then I'm probably not doing – my dog's freaking out over here. I can't be doing this right. But in reality, that's what it takes to be able to, you know, you know, you got you to gotta fight through that part to get to where that video is at. Man, and, um, you got to. That's one, thing, that's one thing I learned early on is watching all these, watching videos is great, but you got to be able to, to really find out what my dog is supposed to be doing in the beginning to get to that ending stage. Right. Right. And, and, you know, every dude, I've been reading Delmar Smith's book, which I absolutely freaking love, by the way. Um, best way to train your, your, your gun dog or best way to train your dog. I think that's the title, but it's Delmar Smith's book written by Bill Tarrant. And then I've been reading, uh-huh. reading, um, Robert Whaley's book as well. And man, you know, I got so many books and knowledge and blah, 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 blah. Brother, it is get one of them training programs. And my biggest thing I tell people all the time, see it through. Oh, yeah. You know, see it through and and make sure it works for your dog. You got to. I think I was was listening to a podcast of yours uh, a couple episodes back and and they were talking about, you know, it's good to have have different programs um, in in your mind, different programs that that you've heard about or read about. But you gotta find your program mm-hmm. and stick to your program. You, you, know, you can adapt things to it, but you gotta be able to say, when a dog comes to you, they want your dog. They want a dog trained. You can't say, well, I'm gonna use a little bit of Delmar Smith's training method. I'm gonna use a little bit of this because what's mm-hmm. gonna happen is dogs can, can get confused with what you want because you're using so many different things to teach one thing. Right. Um, and. Hunter, can you hear me? Hearing from. Okay, you just uh, you just broke up that last that last sentence. You just broke up. Say that one more time. Yeah, I said the two people that um that I spent a lot of time kind of talking to and training with use the hunt Smith method. Yep. Um, so it's been it's been good for me because I've I'm I've been familiar with one program, and now I'm able to look around and see other programs, uh, like like Richard and I were talking the other day, and um, he started using the uh, the barrel. Uh, to to get summoned a little a little more steadier, mm-hmm. um, and, and so you know, having having different different training programs is great because not a, just like just like students, not all dogs learn the same way. Mm-hmm. Um, 
got to be able to adapt. And if you can't adapt, then, then obviously you can't move on. So it's nice to be able to have different different tools in the bag, um, but being able to have one your your primary tool is is just key. Right. Right. And, and, you know, one of the best things that I heard anybody tell me, man, was look, that dog, if that dog won't do it five feet in front of you, that dog ain't going to do it 500 feet in front of you, man. Like, oh, yeah. <laughs> and, I mean, you know, but really just selling yourself on a program like, you know, I made the mistake early on as, as a very novice trainer, by no means would I call myself an, an expert at this point in time. Um, but I made the mistake early on by selling myself on for Labradors. Um, a lot of people use uh, Wild Rose Kennels uh, uh, training technique by Mike Smith. And I'm sorry, uh, Mike Stewart, not Mike Smith. Lord, I get my name. Uh-huh. Up. But um, I, I, I was actively working on that program and my dog um, was loving it. I mean, it was working for him and I messed around, get too much information. And next thing you know, I decided to switch. And where am I at now? I'm back with Wild Rose because it worked. Mm-hmm, right. It, you right. know, and, and that's just my biggest thing for anybody out there, man. Like I, I, I almost want to tell people like, look to a degree, that's cool to have your own program, but in a way you kind of making your own program as you go. You know, you you have a foundation, but every dog is different, man. And no German short hair, no two labs, no anything. None of them think the same. But they all smarter than us to me. (laughs) Man, I remember I I did hear somebody tell me about a uh, book in Spain the other day. They said, if you're not smarter than them, if a book in Spain knows you're not smarter than them, you can't train it. Uh huh. And, uh, (laughs) but you're exactly right. And, um, you know, you got to have that foundation. That foundation is key. And you know, why why reinvent the wheel when it's already been, you know, made? You know, you can you can adapt to it, modify it a little bit, but um, there's no point to, to to reinvent the whole entire thing. And um, I found out that, that with the with the um, the hunter training, I mean, it's been awesome. We you know we have basically two dogs now that are, are coming through it really well, and um, I have no plans of, of, of changing up or or moving to a different program, maybe doing a little uh, revamping with it um, and maybe doing some things that, that I think may, may work a little better with my dogs. It um, doesn't mean they work with everybody's dogs, but um, they work better with my dogs. And, right. Um, so, I mean, we've, gee, I've, I've enjoyed it. It's, uh, it's an awesome program. I'm, I'm still still getting better at it, and by no means am I a pro trainer at all either. I'm just out here learning what I can. Um, mm-hmm. But, you know, it was kind of one of those things where, when I when I first launched my kennel, um, and then this this is kind of where hope comes in too. You know, I every every now and then I get caught up in everybody that's just basically a pro trainer, just so much older than me. Right. Um, like, am I even should I even be doing? Should I even be attempting to be a trainer right. so young? When I know there's there's so many other experienced trainers out there that are so much older than me, so much more knowledge. And um, she's like, you know. Every great trainer has to start somewhere. Yep. And she's exactly right. This is where we're going to start at. And this is where, you know, eventually we'll be hopefully at that stage where we can say, you know, we're, we've been training for 30 years and these are what our dogs have done and this is what we can do. Right. Um, but yeah, she, she definitely keeps me motivated, uh, keeps me going. I get kind of down on myself about, you know, being, being so young in this game, but, um, but yeah, you got to be able to, to stick through those tough times. Yeah. I mean, you, you, you have to, man. And, you know, for any of the, the, the 
young aspiring trainers out there, man, like, you know, I would I would tell anybody and, and again, I'm I'm not nobody's, you know, wisdom guru or nothing. But just from my experiences, man, I got into this thing with the ambition of being a dog trainer. Like mm-hmm. literally that was what my thing was. And it took me to kind of take a step back and say, OK, hold on. Before you start calling yourself a trainer. I mean, what have, what have you done? And for me, you have to start somewhere, but I wanted to have some kind of credibility and have something to show for it. And what I ended up, you know, a, a, a few of my very close friends that are in the game and things like that, you know, I, I started noticing, man, it's it's not about, you know, it, it's, it's not about the product, man. It's the process. It's the time that you spend out there actually being a trainer instead of calling yourself a trainer. Oh, yeah. You know, people want to see the walk. You know, people want to see you walk the walk. And and that was one of the things that kind of humbled me, you know, in in, in order for me to pay the respects to the guys that came before and was like, yo, what have you done, you know, to do this? So I had to take a step back. You know, my biggest thing is I don't give a damn what anybody says as far as them being a trainer. I'm going to look at your dog. Right. And right. I, and I didn't I didn't want anybody looking at my dog like, "Yo, what?" You're a trainer? <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I know that's what I remember when uh that's why you know we I was lucky to take take pictures and and post this online, but in the bird dog world, if you think about it, the pictures can show a whole different story yep. than what a video you know? Absolutely. Um, you know, a, video, a picture can be, oh, that dog's perfectly on point, looking great. But a video may say that dog's actually, you know, pointing there for, for half a second and then broke on the bird and, and went in there and got the bird, but you didn't see that in the picture. Right. Because uh, it just got a snapshot. Um, so we, you know, I, I try to do a lot of videos of my dogs because they have, they have improved. Um, so much because of that time we put in mm-hmm. and um, being able to show a video of, you know, my, my, my female, she's, we haven't, you know, I hadn't really been, she hasn't been off the, off the world post too long. And um, it may be maybe three weeks total. Mm-hmm. And um, she's already being, she's already, you know, being steady. Uh, I think I've, I've had to stop her on birds, maybe a handful of times. Yeah. Um, and so it's, it's it's a lot more impressive to see a video of a younger dog doing that, you know, than seeing a picture of her. It, it, and pictures are great, but you don't see the full story. And, and the people that they're going to send a, send your dog to you, they want to be able to know that you're you're a dang good trainer, right? And that your dog. Um. So it's been. I mean, it's it's one of those things where you got to have. If you if you're going to call yourself a trainer, you got to have a good dog and. Um, I think that it's what I think that I've I've grown. Um, and I still by by no means do I think that I've uh, got to the point where I'm even close to being a pro. I'm still way down in the amateur leagues, but um, I've definitely have learned that the more time you spend with your dogs, the more time you spend with them out in the field doing what you know training, um, the better off they'll be. Mm-hmm. Uh, you, know, you can't you can't take. It was really hard when I was in school to really get them on a on a strict scheduled program of training because you know you were gone all the time. Yeah. And um, when you were available, you didn't. I didn't have a place where I could go to train. So it was 
it was difficult to even start that journey. Yeah. Um, and I, and I got into it. I had no, I honestly, I had no, no kind of want to, I, mean, I, I had a bird dog and, but I didn't want to be a trainer. I just wanted to, I just wanted to be able to, uh, you know, train my dog, go hunting with my dog. And, and that was it. Um, and then I started working, uh, for, for a bird dog trainer. I was like, man, she's like, if you can do this, if you could make a full-time career out of this, you could, you could be able to take trips out to Montana, Mm-hmm. Uh, hunting quail, hunting grouse, and, and being able to train, and uh, that'd be the life. Yeah. Um, so I was like, maybe maybe there is something to this thing. So uh, I'm excited. We're gonna. I'm, I'm hoping to basically pilot my my whole the whole all in kennels um, and try to make it full time as I go throughout grad school because it'll be a lot. Grad school will be a lot less. Yeah. Uh, strenuous on time in terms of time in in the class. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'll be able to spend a lot of time with the dogs and, um, we're working on getting the, like one kind of like a portable kennel made, um, so we can, so we can train a couple of dogs at a time, N- nothing to put us overboard or, or nothing to put us, um, past our limits, but just enough to where, you know, we can kind of start getting some dogs out there and, and um, and kind of show people what we can do and what we can, what we offer. Um, cause we have, I mean, we have a lot of ideas in, in, in line and a lot of, Things we're planning to do, to do, um, mm-hmm. so we're we're right on the verge, just launching a lot of things and, and doing a lot of things, and you know it, we have to start somewhere. So it's it's definitely been been nice, you know, to spend that time with them in the field. Right. So let's let's talk about that, Dan. As far as all in kennels, man, like what what's your goal? What's where do you see? you know, all in kennels going? What are what all are you guys trying to do? Offer you know things like that. A little bit of everything, honestly. Okay. Um, so, so of course we have the, the training side of things, um, which every trainer has the training side of things. We're, we're hoping to offer different some different programs. Uh, we're hoping to offer like a, a junior hunter program. Um, they'll take about two months to get your dog ready for the, a junior hunt test. Um, hoping to hoping to do some things. So, just a couple other things. We hadn't, I haven't uh, made anything for advanced training just yet. Mm-hmm. Um, just because I want to be able to get to get established and get our kennel built and get it get it get it on our property before we kind of advertise for that. Um, so we have the train we have the training side of things, um, which we we really you know that's that's our passion. That's what we want to do. Um, but we also have a couple other things. So uh, my girlfriend Hope she made me a really nice picture. Um, of our dogs. I saw that. And she, I mean, she's super talented. I mean, she does things that I couldn't even imagine how to do. Yeah. Uh, she, she's awesome. She really is. And so she made that. So we, we made a little tab uh, called Hope's Creation. So, you know, if anyone wanted to get a picture like that done of of, of, um, of their dog, they, they can contact us and we'll we'll work with them and try to get them something made and everything like that. And, Heck yeah. Um, so that, that's part of the thing we're, we're trying to do just because, you know, you want to have that lasting memory of your dog, whether it's when they're a puppy or when they're, um, you know, on the last hunting trip or what, what, whatever it may be. Uh, just something to keep with you for for their entire life, and then and even after they're gone. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was that was our, our our goal for that. Um, and then so, uh, I've always had a passion to teach younger people um, since I was since I was even you know, younger. I've been you know, I've loved my mom. She just just retired as a assistant principal. Nice. Um, and she's she's always, you know, love younger people, love students and advocated for students. And um so 
in the summer of my sophomore year, I believe it was, um, I started an organization called Let's Get Outdoors. And that was basically set on exposing the younger generation to, to the outdoors. Um, and so we, I had, a, I had a fishing camp and um, had, had uh, younger students and children come out from our community and, and they fish a little bit. You know, people, they caught the first fish. We had t-shirts. I mean, it was a great event. Um, so, man, for the last, man, since, really since I, I launched the kennel, I've been thinking about how, how can I correlate that educational outreach program to the kennel? I mean, you know, most kennels don't have an educational outreach program. You know, it's, it's, it's mostly just training. And, and I really want to give back um, so we're, we're, I thought about it. I actually thought about it. Listen to, uh, one of your podcasts the other day. I was just, I kind of had to, uh, listen to it for a little, listen to the podcast and once it finished, turn the radio off and, and thought a little bit and came up with, um, came up with our program. Uh, and it's going to be called the, so we, we like to send a lot of things around football because we're huge football fans. And, of course. Uh, you in the South. The, I get it. You got, you got this. It's one of those things where, once you, that's why our our name is All In Kennel because we come from Clemson and you know Dabo's All In. We're All In with what we do. Mm-hmm. Uh, Love so it. it it's, so we so our program is going to be called the OT program, um, and it stands for Outdoorsman of Tomorrow. Um, and so our kind of slogan will be in order to be the, in order in order to be um, the outdoorsman of tomorrow, you have to put in put in overtime today. So yeah. Um, That'll be our that'll be our slogan. We're gonna offer some youth hunts, um, so that's something that I've always wanted to do. Just be able to take, you know, a, a young person out there doing a deer hunt, quail hunt, whatever it is, um, and get them out there in the outdoors. So we're gonna do that. And, and the, the key is, I was talking to my my dad the other day. He's he's helped us out a whole bunch um, with, with this stuff, and he's like, you know, in this day and world, not many parents are gonna are gonna let you have their kid. Um, and take them out hunting somewhere because the world is so crazy nowadays. And, and right. Exactly right. So um, we're going to offer it to where we take the you know the, the kid and the parent out there, um, so the parent can experience it too. Because um, that's I mean that's half of it. If the, if the, if the child is, is passionate about something and the parent isn't is, isn't as passionate about it, uh, then it can't go too much too far until that child gets older. And then by that time, you don't know if that that passion could have died out or not. Right. Um, so we're gonna we're gonna have some youth hunts. We're, we're, I'm hoping to be able to get those up soon and be able to do at least some deer hunts this year because um, I'm really I'm really big into deer hunting too. So I'm hoping to at least take some take some younger kids on deer hunts. Um, and then if everything goes right with our hunt testing schedule this coming fall, we're hoping um, you know if everything goes right, we're hoping not to have to uh, do many hunt tests in the spring. Um, and we're gonna have a program in the spring um, called Bridging the, Bridging the Gap. Mm-hmm. And that'll be focused on um, basically having a kid there and you know, showing them training, but talking to them about game birds like quail, grouse, and pheasant, and where their areas are, how it used to be, what, what, what are the numbers now, what kind of job, look at that kind of thing. Um, and talk about the different breeds of dogs, the kinds that we have, kinds of, you know, Britney's labs, Talk about all 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 the different aspects um, that are that are involved with this sport and with um, just the outdoors. Yeah, uh, it's just amazing how many kids don't get that kind of experience um, like I did. I mean, I, when I was a kid, I 
the, the time I spent inside versus the time I spent outside wouldn't correlate at all. I mean, I was outside all the time. My parents told me if I, if I went out the door, I don't need to come back. The next time that door opens, I was staying inside. So I didn't want to come inside. Um, and so it, it, it's, it's, we've gone to a world of technology, and uh, it's, it's hurt our young people a lot, I believe. And I'm part Thank of that generation. I, I, look, I agree, man. Like, it, it's, <laughs> it, it can be a good thing, but the way it's been used is just not productive, man. Uh, not at all. Not at all. It, it, it's really hurt. So I'm, so I'm trying just to give back a little bit and and uh, get some of those um, children out, out in the outdoors. When I was in high school, I got really involved with a program called the Future Farmers of America. Mm-hmm. And, man, mm-hmm. I, I owe just about everything that I've done from ninth grade to now uh, to that organization and my agricultural teacher, uh, his name is Mr. Blackberry. I, I owe a whole bunch to um, to Pelton High School and all that because from, from that point, I mean, I've just, uh, I was able to get super involved with that and just loved it. Right. Um, so, I mean, it's, it's been, it's been that kind of, that kind of organization that's just sparked me to want to do my own kind of, uh, educational outreach program. So that's what we got going on. Um, that's kind of where, where we're going. Um, and that's kind of what we're all about. We're all about bird dogs. We're all about, um, the youth, the youth and tomorrow. Um, because the, the the generation, you know, the the, the millennials and um, all all this younger generation is going to be the future of tomorrow, the future of conservation for upland habitats for um, any kind of hunting. Um, that's yeah. You know, if, they, if they're not educated, then they can't help out this industry that we all care so much about. So uh, we're all about giving back because we because so many people have given in, given to us. Uh, and blessed us with so many things. So we just want to kind of help others and, and get them out there too. That's dope, man. I mean, that's that's what it's all about. And that's why I, I made mention in the beginning of this podcast, man, you are definitely going to be one of the leaders for the next generation of, uh, you know, field trawlers and hunt testers and, and, and upland hunters and, uh, you know, bird doggers, all of that, man, just with that mentality alone. And, and we need more people out there, you know, participating in, if not hosting things like that. Um you know, with legislation going around and all kinds of stuff with CRP this and Farm Bill that, man. I mean, you know, not to get too far into it because I, I don't, you know, really want to take it all the way there. But just to bring it up a little bit, man, you know, there are people out there that are really, you know, with the advent of, of just modernization, people are really willing to take away the land opportunities and hunting opportunities you know, that we have nowadays. And it's, you know, we're going to do our due diligence to help out farmers and and guys that are trying to sustain these industries. Um, But also, you know, help out nature and conservation and, and, you know, more importantly, the people that are going to follow us. (laughs) Definitely. For sure. I mean, you got to. Mm Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I just, you know, not only salute you for that, but just really appreciate, you know, thinking that far ahead and thinking forward and being involved. I mean, I'm an educator too, man. I'd actually hell school starts back in about two weeks, less than that probably. Um, And you see these guys and they're just, they're, they're itching for information, man. 
you know, if you if you if you ask them to put down the the, the iPads and cell phones and stuff, as cool as they are, because hell, technology got me this podcast. But sometimes oh, yeah. you got to. I mean, sometimes you got to put it down and just look at the world for what it is. You know, we mm-hmm. we have everything here that we need, and these dogs are are one more avenue, you know, to get us out there. And I mean, what kid doesn't love a puppy, dude? All right. <laughs> <laughs> So let, let, let me let me ask you this. And this has always been the running joke between me and uh, my wife, Ashley, when we go to uh-huh. when we went to our hunt test. What do you think there's a certain being black? Do you think there's a certain self-awareness that comes with with going to hunt tests? And a lot of the times we're like maybe one of the only ones there. Oh, yeah, man. I remember when I was. So I think I've been I, our first, very first hunt test. Um, I was one of one of the youngest, basically. I, I was the youngest, mm-hmm. and I was the only black person there. And I was like, man, my dog better be good today, <laughs> and, <laughs> you know. And um, so you get up there, and you get to get to that that starting line with your brace partner. I'm like, just find a bird. Just all I need is just find one bird. That's all. <laughs> um, and I mean, it, it is, and it's, it's more pressure that you put on yourself, really. Yeah. Um, but but being being like you said, one of the only black people, you know, that that do hunt tests um, and field trials, you you feel that pressure to to really go out there and impress, um, and just say, you know, we, you know, I put in the time, just like you have into your dog, mm-hmm. and and this is where we're at. Yeah. Um, so I mean, yeah, you de- you definitely feel it. Uh, I told I told Hope when we were first going out there to. Uh, for our first very our very first hunt test, you know how when you, on, you when you go out there and you have to signal to the judge that you have a point. Yeah. Um, so I told her, I said I said when I get out there, I'm gonna I'm gonna dab to show I got a point. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> and she said, "Don't you go out and do that?" I said, "I am, I am." <laughs> <laughs> but you know, it's just stuff like that, and I I really use that to to fuel me, uh-huh. um, just just to kind of you know. Just have a have a chip on your shoulder and say, you know, we gotta we gotta be good, yeah. uh, and just you know, and, and really that's that's because of a lot of things. You know, I'm like you. If I've heard you heard you say it a couple of times, um, I'm very competitive. Yeah, um, and so I want to go out there and I want to be able to compete. Yeah. Um, so so I feel you. Know, sometimes you know, being black, I don't I'm not always looked on as a really good trainer. Mm-hmm. Um, so I have to go out there and show, hey, my dog is really good and because we put in the time right um and so yeah there is there is some self-awareness there um and it's one of the things where i've you know you kind of you kind of deal with it and, and get it in your head but at the same time like you said earlier it's all about the product you know mm-hmm. i don't care if it's black white orange whatever um if your dog don't look good then then you're not a good trainer if your dog looks good and you put in the time then obviously you're a good trainer yeah um so it's one of those things where I, where I've always it's, it's always it's always there it's always the elephant in the room sometimes but mm-hmm. at the same time I kind of like you know what we can go out here and do our thing and and uh, let the results show show what it you know show what it is and right. we've gotten this far with it and everything so I've I've definitely have embraced it yeah yeah it's 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 definitely something that you think about man and I remember um, Ruger's first hunt test. Uh, he passed, which is fine, but uh-huh. you know, we got to the line and I, all I could think of was, okay, dog, 
it's 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 really just me and you now like don't let me down man we've been doing this all week (laughs) oh yeah oh yeah we went to uh see we went to i got cooper's last pass for his junior hunter in kentucky and um I remember going up there. It was a big field, and it seemed like he couldn't find a bird. I was like, "You got to be kidding me!" Yeah, <laughs> I mean, we kept literally all summer long, and you can't find me one bird right now. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm like, "Yeah, it's a lot of pressure. It's a lot of pressure." Yeah, there is a um, there's a photo I've mentioned a couple of times, but there's a photo that I literally keep in my uh, in the first gun dog notebook that I wrote. I have like these little composition mm-hmm. books that I have, and I call them the gun dog. Yeah, notebook. that's the whole guy inspiration for the thing but in that i keep this one photo that gardening gun posted um by some and it's a it's a uh african-american uh bird dog trainer down in uh thomasville i think he works at sincola plantation i'm pretty sure that's where it is and he's got these english pointers in his photo of this guy he's got his dog on the back of the uh truck truck you know truck trailer gate or whatever and he's holding him up and he's got this stern look and that dog looks like he is all about business man and when Uh i found it i found it when i was um just getting into it and i said man i want to look like that guy right there <laughs> no for real though for real like i mean it like for me that was probably like what most kids back in our day in the early 90s probably saw for like michael jordan or like Allen iverson or something like that like uh-huh, yo yeah. i want to be like that guy <laughs> mm-hmm. oh yeah definitely you gotta you gotta have goals to shoot for for sure yeah yeah, you gotta have you gotta have have a, have goals to shoot for, and you gotta be able to, you know, like like I was talking to Richard the other day. Said I want to be able, you know, I want I I just want to have a dog that when I go out with a group of friends to hunt somewhere or to a hunt test, I want be I want someone to say, man, your dog is impressive. Yeah, you know that's yeah. that's the ultimate compliment. If, you, if someone compliments you on how well your dog is trained and you train your dog, like that's you know I could that's that's all you need right there. Yep, yep. It don't it feel good. It feels so good. Oh my gosh! I mean, and and it's a little bit of a relief, man, because you get out there and you know your you know what your dog is capable of doing, but to get out there and 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 see somebody that says like, "Oh man, your dog is great," like he's cool, um, you know, they may sprinkle a comment or two here and there that that's definitely helpful, but when the general consensus is like your dog is cool, man, it's a weight off your shoulders, brother. It is. Oh man, it's. It, we see we ran, and this is one of the reasons why I got so dedicated to train this summer and become a trainer, which is kind of weird. Um, but last year, you know, we we went through junior hunter, and I still didn't fully understand the aspect of senior hunter. I was like, man, I can I think Cooper can do this right now. You know, we we had trained a little bit here and there, but not nearly as much as we should have. You know, yeah. And yeah. we got out there, and uh, it was like he he did he did he didn't do bad at all. You know, we had a couple of things that went, went a little bit different in our favor. Right. Um, and he, did, he we went through four four senior hunt tests, um, I guess runs, uh, and then and failed each one of them. And I was like, "You've got to be kidding me!" Yeah. And we um, were one of those where I I knew the trainer that I so I, I figured out that you know it's never the dog's fault; it's always your fault. You know, whatever the dog does, you did something to either cause that. Or, you know, it's always, it's always your fault, you know? Right, right. And, I mean, uh, they're going to do what they do when they get out there. And, and, and right. 
that's dependent on you for the exposure. Right, right, exactly. So if you don't get them exposed, then that's your fault for not getting them exposed, you know? Yeah. And uh, so I, I basically put him in a situation to fail. And so, you know, just like, you know, you, you always had to put your dog in, just like, just like kids, you had to put them in, in a position to, 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 to feel good, to pass, yep. to be successful yep. in order for them to do good. And, um, and I just wanted, at, at the time, I wanted just to have his senior hunter title. That's what I wanted, you know? It wasn't, at the time, it wasn't about, man, I, I want to be able to have a good dog. Yeah, I, want, I wanted that good dog, but I wanted that title more, you know? Right. And so I put him up against these odds that I knew he wasn't ready for, and as a result, he, he failed. Um, yeah. So, you yeah. know, through, through you know, I actually went through student teaching, and, and through that, and then at the end of summer, you know, I was like, no, that was that was my fault. You know, I was there was no reason for me to even get get upset with Cooper because he he didn't you know he was out there doing his best. You know, he was doing you know he he was out there working. You know, that was what his that was what he was doing. I didn't I didn't provide him enough repetition and training to get you know that pass. Yeah. Um, and so now I've I've been able to to really sit down and train and think and just, and go back over the whole process and say, you know what? It's not about those titles. It's all about the time you spent in the field with your dog. You know, I'd love to get a title on, on my dogs and I'd love to be able to, to hunt, test and fill and fill them all the time. Um, but I'd love more just to be able to take them out hunting somewhere and just have them run a field and not find a bird at all. And, and just be out there enjoying, enjoying that time spent with them because and ultimately, that's that's what it's about. And if we find, and then when we find birds, and having him do all the things that we've practiced, that'll make it even better. But um, you know, it's all about that experience, that exposure, and you can never set your dog up to fail because you know if he fails, he'll just he'll remember the the times he failed and the, and the things that he did wrong that you reprimanded him on mm-hmm. is what he'll remember the most, rather than when he did that good thing right and you didn't give him the praise or the reward that he needed or or, or, or wanted then it's, it's going to be, he'll, he'll replicate that bad behavior a lot more than he'll replicate that good behavior if you don't give him enough attention. Right, right. I mean, and that's key. I mean, you got to pay attention to him, man. Um, and, and, and again, they'll show you, man, a dog ain't no liar. I'll tell you that now. <laughs> they are not no liars. So, you know, my, my, my last so big thing, man, can you hear me? You cut off a minute, big. Okay. Um, so this is what I wanted to ask as, as the, uh, you know, as my last big thing. So let's talk about, and and this was, had to be the experience of a lifetime. Um, your Montana trip with Steve Snell and Ronnie Smith, like I, I, I'm so jealous of you, first of all. (laughs) Yeah, no, that was awesome. So, so, uh, I started working at a kennel um, under Jonathan Watkins. Um, I guess back in it was it started last August, um, and it was training under them. And I was super passionate. There was there was like, like we were talking earlier. There was two weeks that um, I drove up there. There was about an hour away. I drove. I left left my house at six in the morning um, to get to the, get to the kennel at seven o'clock in the morning. Train train dogs. Uh, stay there all day. Until until the kennel closed, and then drive back home, sleep, do the same thing. I did that for about two weeks without getting paid because um, I loved it that much. Um, so 
I started working for them when I started school and they uh, were talking about a Montana trip. And at the time I, I knew that Jonathan had trained under Ronnie Smith. Um, and honestly, I didn't even, I, I knew, I kind of knew Steve Snell, but I didn't pay too, too, too much attention to, to who owned Gun Dogs and Fly because I was just getting, it was taking all my money really. Uh, <laughs> so I didn't pay too much attention about who owned it, you know? And, um, and so we, you know, he was like, he was, they were talking about this, this going out to Montana and and everything, and and uh, and through through working at the kennel, I heard more about Ryan Smith and learned about, you know, learned about Ryan Smith, and I was able to just go do my own research about him and the kennel and Delmar Smith and everything. And so when we went out there, and like, yeah, Ronnie, Ronnie will be out there the same time we will. I was like, I hope we get to meet Ryan Smith, you know? Yeah. And uh, yeah. I, one of those things where you didn't really. You didn't say it, but you were just in your mind like, "I really hope we get to meet Ryan." You know, right? And uh, so, so me and my my friend Evan, he was he's actually the the trainer above me at the time, and um, we went out, we went, out, we flew out to Montana the second week that the, the everybody was there, and, and two of the employees flew, flew back. Uh, so we were we got to go there for the last week, and so we got up there, and uh, that night, uh, Johnson said, "Yeah, in the morning we're gonna go out with." Steve Snell to um, to hunt with him. I was like, oh, that's awesome. That's super. That's <laughs> I was I was pumped, you know. So I right. Sleep like you couldn't even sleep. You know, you're in Montana. You go out to go bird hunting on wild birds the next day. Like I had never done anything like that in my life. I was I was ready to go. And um, so we woke up and you know we we met Steve in a, a little cafe called Eddie's Corner and had a huge breakfast. They had they had pancakes inside of the steering wheel out there. It was, it was awesome. <laughs> It was, it was it was one of those things where you ate a whole bunch of breakfast because you were gonna walk it off that day, you know. Oh yeah, um, it was awesome, man. We went out there and we found covers of partridge and a couple covers of grouse, and that was the first time I ever seen basically four dogs back back one dog pointing. And I mean, it was just that that day that day sealed the entire trip. I mean, it was it was awesome. That 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 signature and everything. Um, and then, so we obviously went on. It's actually funny. The next day, so we, we went hunting with Steve Snell on Sunday. Monday, we... This Monday hey. morning, we're going to get him. Like, Hang on one second. You, you broke up that last part. You said Monday what now? Yeah, so, so Monday, we're, we were getting ready to go. You know, we're like, you know, we, we knew where to go and what to do. And we're like, yeah, we're gonna go out there. And we're gonna kill birds. Like it's gonna be a, it's gonna be a day to remember, you know. Mm-hmm. And uh, man, we got up, we got up early, went and ate breakfast, and got on our way. And I, I'll never forget. We got to a, I've the roads down Montana are crazy. It's basically like you have some tall grass, and you get a four-wheeler and drive through the tall grass, and they call that a road, you know. What? It's, yeah, it was crazy. It was it was crazy. So we're we're driving, you know, and. We're on this gravel road. Well, it says to turn off on the road. Well, we end up missing a road, okay? And uh, we got lost. We got lost for about three hours. And uh, we had a, we had a, they had, Jonathan had uh, had a custom trailer built. It was probably, I don't know, it was at least, it's at least, I don't know, probably about 32 feet long or something, longer, huge trailer with a, a UTV in the back of it, 16 doll boxes, you know, and we're driving down these, um, can you hear me? Yeah, I hear you. Yeah, so we're driving down these roads, 
and uh, not a clue where we're going. You know, we're just at this point we're, we're reading the map, trying to get back to the main road, and we're just going all over mountains and everything. And so, uh, me and Evan sitting in the back of the truck, and we come to this gate. Well, out in Montana, I guess it's, it's one of those things where you know, public land, you can just go up to gates and unhook, un- unlock them, or whatever, and send us out and drive through it, whatever. You know, it's it's, it's okay out there. Right. And uh, so we got to a gate, and there was a sign on a post, but the sign was like, like if you're going through the gate, the sign was on the other side, so we only saw the silver part of the sign, okay? The words were on the other side. Mm-hmm. And so so I go out to, to unlock that gate and open up for us to drive through, and um, Johnson says, Hunter, tell me what that sign says. I'm like, all right. And I go over there, and on the back side of the sign, like as if you were entering that that, that gate, uh, it said no trespass. And you're like, so we just drove through somebody's land, and we have no idea because uh, on the other end there was no sign. So right. No, you know? Oh man, it was stressful. We were. I think when we got back, we think we just went to went to the uh, went to our little house we were staying at and just just crashed there for a little while. Everybody, everybody was kind of stressed out and, and not mad, but it was just like. We wasted the whole day of hunting today, you know. Right. And uh, so we, so then we, we hunted Tuesday and Wednesday, I think. And we we're supposed to go hunting, hunting with Ronnie uh, and Susanna, but we, um, it was, it was too windy, and, and they didn't go out. Um, so we, we still went out and killed a couple birds. But um, the next day, I think it was maybe Thursday, um, we went out and got to see their setup at, uh, I forget where it's at, but see their setup in Montana and. Um, meet Ronnie and Susanna and, and the two kids and, and, and all their dogs and end up going out to lunch with them and, and everything like that. And it, I mean, it was, they're awesome people. Uh, they're super nice. Um, we loved every man with them. They're, he's super, super intelligent, funny. Um, and it was, it was, a, it was an awesome trip. I mean, I've never experienced anything like that ever. Uh, just to see all that really just, just, just continue to spark that interest in, this whole bird dog life and lifestyle that we're, that we've embarked on. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I, and then I had the privilege of um, sitting in on, so when I was still working at the kennel back in, I guess it was January time uh, or February time, they had a, Ronnie Smith came and did a seminar uh, at Pet Community Kennels. And I was ever able to, to sit in and experience that and took like three or four pages of notes. Um, Man. And uh, just, just an awesome experience. I mean, it's, you know, it's, it's it's really awesome when uh, when someone like Ryan Smith pulls up to you know pulls up and he sees you out there cleaning kennels uh, and takes time out of out of going to you know begin his seminar just go there and talk to you and shake your hand um, really means a lot. You know that 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 kind of thing is, is like you know maybe this this is a really great industry to be in. This is a really great people to be around. Mm-hmm. Um, so I just I mean was, I can't say say. It's, it's awesome. Uh, I've definitely enjoyed it. That was a, an amazing experience. Man, I mean, you, you, you are the, you know, the the Disney story, as I'd say a lot of the time. <laughs> you have the Disney experience, brother. Like, I mean, you you jumped in, you know, head first. You getting out there, you know. Way Rich explained it. He was like, look. Hunter is the type of person that'll get up and if you call him and it's about bird dogs, it don't matter if it's in Alaska, he's there. You know. Nope. <laughs> no, no, I mean, you gotta be willing to, you gotta be willing to go, you know. It's, yeah. it's a lifestyle. Yeah. 
It, and that's that's key, man. This is a lifestyle, man. Like, you know, every day, if you're not thinking about bird dogs or, or, or getting that dog out there to work, I don't care what your long-term goals are, man. You know, every... Every day counts. Every day matters. And it's the it's literally down to the thought, you know, yeah. when you out here doing it. So, dude, you are you are a model, you know, trainer. And I just want to see you continue succeeding. And and, and I want to have you on again later and to share more experiences. And hell, we might even get out there hunting and stuff like that. I know I'm I know please I'm going to get do, out there to yeah. visit. Trust me. That's going to happen. Please, please do. Yeah, no, I. I appreciate it. It's, you know, it's one of those things where, like I said, we're just helping us. We just know we are. Mm-hmm. If it wasn't for everybody that's helped us. Um, man, it's, you know, it, you know that, that saying, it takes the village to, ra- to raise a, a child. Um, man, we've had so much help from, from everybody from, uh, like, you know, we were talking about Johnson Watkins and Gene um, and Belita Linton and, and Richard and uh, Michael Ling um, and uh, the people that we, did, that we went to the first first um, hunt test with uh, their names are Billy and Deb Darwin. We've had so many, so many people help us. I can't name them all. Yeah, um, we'd be here all day. But uh, and it, it's it's one of the things where you got to be able to hear hear all the ideas, take all the training tips, take all the information. Um, Use it, utilize it, uh, and just be thankful. You know, you yeah. can't. If you hear all that information and you and you turn off the sense that you think that people are trying to tell you what to do and how to raise your dog, right. um, then you won't you won't succeed. Uh, but if you take it and really listen to it and and and, and use it to get better, um, you can do it. I mean, uh, I you know I'm I'm living proof that if you want to get a get a bird dog in college and 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 go down this route. Uh, it takes time, it takes dedication, um, but it's possible. I mean, it is possible. Yep. Um, yeah. So, I mean, and I I couldn't imagine, and I went to Albany State um, University, man, and that's, that's for yeah. Georgia, that's, you know, bird, that's bird dog heaven, you know, down in Albany. Yeah, yeah. And I just, I wish that I could have met someone like you back then because even then you know when I was in college I was I wanted to you know run bird dogs and 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 gun dogs and stuff like that but not only was I not focused enough I didn't I didn't know and I didn't know where to start you know right. nor did I have yeah, no, I, go ahead I said no you're right like I didn't know where to start man and just having someone in the industry and things like that so you know, a lot of the times I feel like I'm trying to play catch up, you know, for the years that I spent, you know, out partying and, and being in a frat and doing this and doing that, man, that was time. And, and hindsight is always 2020. Don't get me wrong, but that was time that I could have been out, you know, with, I had a dog in college is one, the bird dog, you know? Right, 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 right. So, you know, Hunter, I mean, as I conclude the podcast, man, it's just, you know, I appreciate you being such a good model for, you know, those that are going to come up behind us and, and just being so open to get out there and do what needs to be done for the dogs and, and for yourself, you know, to fill your, your personal goals, man. And you constantly thinking about what's next. So, you know, I just wish you the best brother and and, and we will maintain contact. Trust me. That's, that's a no brainer. <laughs> <laughs> Gosh, that's awesome. And that's what it's all about—the networking and, and meeting new people. That's 
you can't get much better than that in this in this in this industry, really. You can't. And if you're scared to network, man, you scared to train a bird dog. Oh yeah, you, you're right about that, man. You you are right about that. That's, that's what I live by. Even throughout college, I always live with the process of it's not exactly what you know is who you know. Who you know. Um, so, yep. so definitely not. I mean, we and I appreciate you reaching out to us too. I mean, um, we got a lot of things going on that you know we're, we're eager to talk about and um, eager just to just meet new people and um, just being able to give give an opportunity to be on your podcast and um, just to meet you and uh, it's just it's another blessing upon our road trip. For sure, uh, we, we we can't wait to just to be able to meet you in person. Um, do another podcast with you, me, Richard, and, and Hope. Um, mm-hmm. And I'm sure you'll hear some inter- interesting things from Hope because she has all kinds of things to say. Um, but there, but well, she's she's super smart too. I wouldn't be able to do this without her um, at all. She's she's been my motivator, my assistant trainer, uh, everything. Yeah. Um, so we can't wait to do that. Do that to do that uh, podcast too, um, and in the future as well. Man, well, Hunter, I, I I thank you, man. And that's a wrap for the podcast, brother. Is there anything you'd like to leave out there more than what you already did, you know, um, before we wrap up? Sure, yeah. I mean, I'd try to say uh, thank you again. Um, you know, we're we're just starting out, but uh, one thing that we, 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 are, we do kind of um, go upon is we're, we're dedicated. Yeah. Um, we spend that time in the field. We, if you send a dog to us, if you want to train your dog, um, then you know we're, we're, we'll we'll get you the information. We'll, we'll do everything. dog trained up. Uh, you know, if we if we run into something that we haven't encountered before, we have that networking base and that all the people behind us to really get to know and get, and get that information solved. Um, I do want to say, you know, if anybody is close to our area. Um, we're gonna we're planning to have a event in September. Uh, it's called All In Family and Friends Day. We're gonna have some raffles, uh, some games, um, and we're gonna be able to try to work, work some dogs in the field that morning, um, and just just be able to fellowship and 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 kind of you know again tell everybody what, what we're about and get it out and get it get it out in our community uh, and just to just to be known and, and and meet everybody out there and um, just say thank you for those who helped us and network with even more people um right. so last we just want to say thank you thank you well brother i i you're welcome but thank you as well man i mean this is this is gonna be the start of some great things all right well that's a wrap man <laughs> that's the end of the gun you. Yes, you know that we i'm gonna um i'll have this posted tonight for you sounds good i'll post it on facebook and our instagram too so we'll give you some shout outs and uh, right. Obviously, we, we are on those two, so please go follow us and like us and see what we're all about. All in kennels. There you go. All Thanks right, man. I will. Uh, I'm signing off now. I will. Uh, I'll shoot you a text message as soon as it's posted. I appreciate it. Thank you, sir. All right, man. Thank you. Have a good one. You too.